So it wasn't as bloody as I thought it was going to be. I mean, it was bloody. But I thought everybody was going to die. So the fact that the tragic, that there was tragedy, one big one for me, two big ones, well, several. But I was kind of surprised that what the body count was this low. Anybody else? We got off easy. We got yeah. off easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah After those first two episodes of like, here's a gift, here's a gift, here's a gift. And then it's like, oh, they didn't kill everybody in the cast and the opening credits. Yeah. But let's talk about what did happen. Okay, so kind of going through this, I loved how uh, Miguel Sapochnik and Remy and Duati set us up with this whole getting ready thing. Mm-hmm. This show, if I, it's very aware of what it's doing to us. It's like we had to wait. We knew this was coming, and then they, we have to wait even more. We're in the show, and yep. I was going. I thought I was going to hurl. It's like Waiting. 10 straight minutes of ominous silence. Just ominous. And then they're just a do, 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 that, that percussive heartbeat. You know, yeah. you're about to shit yourself. They're looking into the black void. You see all the unsullied. You see all this stuff. And you're just like, fuck. Yeah. I read this great article on Slate. Um, and I don't, you know, I'm kind of 50-50 on Slate. But this article, I think I liked it because I talked about this battle with the Dothraki. You know, these are the most formidable dudes. Like somebody's already said in the show, like you don't want to meet the Dothraki in open battlefield. They'll just, we saw what happened at the loot train battle. They just, they yeah. rolled through the mm-hmm. Lannister army without the dragon. Just like, yeah. So like you're feeling pretty good about this and then you're staring, you're staring into the black void and we're doing all these little cuts. The editing was just off the chain and then the lone rider comes in from the darkness and I'm like, that's Mel. I mean, even before I saw Mel, I'm like, that's Melisandre. Mm-hmm. So she rolls up. It's not like, hi, how y'all doing? What's up? I've been like on holiday. She just rolls up and like, do you speak their language? And then she lights everybody's uh, rocks on fire. And we're feeling good about it. But I'm also going, hmm. <laughs> I didn't feel good about it. You know, I, I mean, I was kind of like, ah. Oh no! This is going to mean something even worse. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was. I thought it was like a really cool effect. It was. And it really it. And the effect was it showed you what happened to them. Right. Like clearly, and you're just like, oh, I'm back in the sunken place. <laughs> totally right. <laughs> but before we get to like where they run off to, and me just going, this battle plan seemed kind of not cool. Is that Mel comes from the void? Mm-hmm. She comes from there. Um, I mean, we know she's three hundred year old magical witch. Does she just disappear when she comes from the void? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, that was that she didn't come from behind Winterfell. Yeah. She came from the direction they were facing. So, can somebody explain that to me? No, we don't. I, even know. I didn't. It, I didn't even pick it up until you had mentioned it later. I was like, oh, that is very curious. Yeah, did she like roll by the Night King and be like, sup? See you in a minute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, okay, and, and in my dents, okay, everybody's a rocks on fire. You know, all the Dothraki are like, yes, always wanted a lightsaber. And then she goes by Grey Worm, and she's like, Vala Magolis. And he's like, Vala Dahoris. And I'm like, oh, what? Do y'all know each other? I know y'all all speak High Valerian. I, I, th- I, 
I thought, yeah, I thought it was just like a customary thing. I didn't get the sense that they knew each other. But they're just from he the just, same hood. But he just like witnessed this lady like light all these swords on fire. He's like, but yeah, <laughs> right yeah. back at you. I, lo- I love <laughs> Trey Crowder's the- take on this. Trey Crowder is like, oh, so you're not going to light our spears on fire? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gonna, we're not getting that? <laughs> oh, we I can't get some that. fire? Oh, yeah, okay. Can we just, all right. I totally thought that was going to happen. Me too. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, I guess that's how it is, huh? Uh, but yeah, then we, with this devastation of the Dothraki army, it just, it, it just killed me. It killed, all of us felt it, right? It's like, mm-hmm. and that's a wrap on the Dothraki. I mean, yeah. there's a few stragglers that come running back out of the void. And I'm like, well, that's what, there's three Dothraki dudes and all the women. It's like the, the phrase, the world's just going to be run by a bunch of fray women and Dothraki, uh, women to be a whole lot of lesbianism in the future. Just well, predicting. It, it was really cool. I mean, how it how they how it was on screen where you had these you know these uh, area not aerial but like I think on top of the wall and then um, yeah. on top of the mountain. Yeah. And you saw the the stream of light. I mean, that's pretty much all you saw is a stream of light going, and then you know they changed angles and then we now we're looking at it at sort of eye level. And it just starts to blink out. Yeah. And it just gets really dark again. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. So, and again, the most formidable army on the earth. And so you know that they went into something like super fucking yeah. bad. I mean, well, we're about to witness the ice zombie tsunami, right? I said that before Trey said it in my mind, <laughs> in my notes. I was like, it's a fucking ice zombie tsunami, dude. He called it a monster tsunami. But, um,. I was just like, wait a minute. How do you, why do you, I mean, I'm not a military strategist. I don't play military strategist video games, but watched enough war movies to go, you don't send your cavalry into the, just the pitch blackness. Also, you're launching these, these fiery catapults, the tribonche, into the void. You don't even know if you're going to clock your own people. I yeah. was just kind of questioning this first yeah, way. Because we, because we don't, you don't see. I mean, you don't see battle attacks that way. Usually, it's usually it's infantry, right? And then you send in the cavalry. Infantry, cavalry flanks. Yeah. So I don't know who planned this strategy. I don't know if this is Jorah's idea. I don't know if Ghost weighed in and said, we just run right into the void. Ah, that's what <laughs> well, it's possible. I mean, they had no idea what was out there because it was no already idea. night, yeah. right? So it's like, what, yeah. what's coming? I think, it, I think it helped build more of the suspense. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you you had, like, like just what we talked about, like you don't want to meet Dothraki in an open field like that. And just to see, not even seeing what made the fire go out, you just see the fire go out and you're like, <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, and you got <laughs> and Arya even then, and Sansa up on the pa- parapet going, uh, yeah. No. And even then, we don't get a sense of just how many there are, which makes it even more terrifying. Yeah, it's just it was it was really it was scary as shit. This it was episode. scary as fuck all the way through. Yeah, and I love how they kind of broke it off into three pieces, and they kind of broke up the action so you didn't get the battle fatigue. Because we've already had that with Bob, Battle of the Bastards. We've already, you know, and the Marine was very satisfying because it was a different battle. Two battles in the same episode. So the show had already done that. So Sapachnik, who'd done Battle of Marine, and I think Miguel also did Battle, he did Bob. Yeah, I think the same one did Bob, yeah. So they bring him in for these big battle scenes, and he just, he knew how to crunch it down and just build this kind of beautiful anxiety and terror. So Mm -hmm. the when the Unsullied are up next, okay, so that's the Dorothy, Dothraki rap on that. They came all this way, by the way. 
I know. They went through all of this shit. Just to go out in the first round. Just to die in the cold in the dark. Yeah. Fine. So then the Unsullied are up. Can we just talk about MVP, The how the Dothraki are just like the shit? Mm-hmm. Like a couple of northern sh- soldiers, they run. The Unsullied just, they buckle down, man. They're like, yeah, I zombies, yeah. Dothraki just got wiped out. Okay. You know, and when this this wave comes through and just starts killerizing the shit out of everybody, when Brienne, your heroes, Sir Brienne, you know, and the Hound are saying fall back. Well, okay, the Hound's probably going to be the guy to go fall back. But when Brienne's like, fall back, and here's a person who's like, stand your ground. And again, there's a... I encourage you guys, there's a Slate article that breaks down how Miguel kind of borrowed this from a famous battle from early film, Russian filmmaking. It might have been Eisenstein, how you show all of your heroes. Everybody, you know, you've got Hound and Gendry and Pod and Brienne oh. and Jamie and Tormund and Ed and who am I leaving out? And Brienne, all those soldiers get their, get their hero shots. Yeah. So you yeah. know that we've come here, we've been tracking with these people's stories, so we're going to be here in this moment in the long night, these last days of our storytelling. So I thought that was genius. Just like I, I thought the, how they did with Endgame, they, they brought us here, and here's all your reasons why, standing here in this line. You know, you have all of these people in their positions. So I loved how they did the battle. Mm-hmm. But then it's, you know, it's just, it's just a wall of death. Yeah, as it as it progresses, you know, you don't, you know, usually they have like a, they'll they'll you know one side will surge and you'll have some hope and then you know it waxes and wanes. This is just progressively getting worse. Like it's fucked and worse. It's fucked. And you just your hope is just getting squashed. Yeah, yeah, because you get you get that sense because they allow beats where you think that our good guys have the upper hand, and then you're like, oh nope, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's been so much winning up until now. Mm-hmm. You know, all the tricks that have worked up until now have been, you know, Dothraki. Yeah, you know, you know we, Unsullied, how they... Well, we've seen the Unsullied do a lot of marching. We've yeah. seen them stand in formation a lot. We haven't seen we them haven't fight. Really seen them. We, so just, we just to know see about them, how, you know, fearless they are. We've been told. Yeah. But when we see them in action and they start protecting the retreat, I was like, fuck now. Yeah, mad respect for the unsullied. There was like there was like a second wave that came out for the retreat. I know Graham Graham Worm came out with them. He was like, yeah, protect the retreat or you know whatever he said. Some of the best fucking soldiers in the world, also mostly snuffed out. Great. So, but like when it comes to time, like now we got to light the trench. Again, I'm not a war strategist, but I feel like. Wouldn't the trench be further out? Wouldn't there be a couple of them? I know we didn't have a whole lot of time. Tormund came up from, you know, Tormund and Ed and those guys were like, oh, it's going to happen before dawn tomorrow. Like, they're yeah. on the move. So maybe we didn't have enough time, but I'm just, you know, I don't want to pick it apart. I just felt like they, it kind of distracted me of, like, why would you do it this way? Anyway, so now you know davos is signaling for danny to go light the trench on fire she can't see him because guess what when the night king rolls up he brings like an entire fucking weather system with him like storm (laughs) he's just like i am doppler radar fuck everybody (laughs) so nobody was counting on yeah Yeah. nobody was counting on him like killing the visibility so now the dragons are completely useless in a way they can't see shit Mm mm-hmm 
you know, and I'm mean, obviously you have to be a targ to ride a dragon because you get up there in the nosebleed section where planes fly. That was a cool Danny shot. Danny and John are like, went up fine. You know, they oh yeah, when they the went clouds. up over the clouds and yeah. it's just like the moon, just gorgeous. Like, oh, there's like a full moon, but we can't see it because <laughs> it's just fucking. I'm talking about the visuals in this thing, and I know all y'all complaining about how dark it is. First of all, go on YouTube, look up contrast. You can do it on your TV, and also if you're gonna watch <laughs> this on your iPhone, yeah. No one can help you. It didn't. It didn't bother me that I wasn't getting or seeing every single frame. It was really just about creating a certain atmosphere. Yes. Like I don't. I don't understand that criticism. I mean, I kind of do, but then I, I. It's just not. Like me personally, I don't mind it. We have a six hundred getting... dollar Costco TV, and we just have always been pretty good about adjusting our blacks and putting it on the right settings. And I saw. All of it. It was fine. I mean, I watched it on my i on my computer because you and, didn't have a choice to. Yeah, yeah. and it was you, you know traveling. It, it was dark, but like after what um, the director said, he was like, "We we we showed everything we wanted you to see, or you saw everything we yeah. wanted you to see." Right. I was like, yeah. "That was perfect." You know, it's called the long night, y'all. Not yeah. the afternoon that we throw <laughs> down with the Night King. I'm not going to even go into it. So. I just, I loved it. I loved the visuals all throughout this entire battle. And I was just so surprised when you see Danny and John, you know, Aegon, you see them kind of being ineffectual. You know, she sees the Dothraki get uh, blown out and she breaks their plan. That plan is for them to draw away the Night King. And as soon as she sees these, these men, who her, all of her blood riders are gone yeah. In a matter of a minute. Yeah. She's like, fuck this. And thank God she goes down there with, you know, Drogon and starts cutting through these fools because they need mm-hmm. this air support. You need the yeah. Air Force at this point because your battle strategy just got fucked up. Yeah. Because I think they would have mowed through the Unsullied like in a matter of another couple of minutes. They just, they just come over top of you. Some of these people are not even like full on. They're just skeletons. A half a skeleton. Is coming to, and they're slicing off heads, left, right, and like it's just like okay. Yeah, it's not like it's not like Walking Dead zombies where you can sort of like wait, you can run away or it's like when they die, it's like why did you trip, dude? I mean, yeah, <laughs> these things were like like serious warriors. They were World War Z ice zombies. Yeah, with weapons. With they weapons, were just like you know, it wasn't like you know they with no brain, not knowing how to use the thing. Yeah, I mean, they were just like. Shit. Warriors. Yeah. All people who had died on the battlefield. All warriors of all ilk. It's crazy. So, yeah. And they can't light the trench. And then, you know, Mel's second job, besides, you know, she told Davos because he was ready to... Again, can we talk about Davos just being like, I'm going to kill this bitch. I would have told you if it came back. Davos, we're in the middle of a war. I know you're mad about Shireen. <laughs> but you're going to, like, do that. You're going to, like, be, like, eyeballing her when she's in the middle of this thing? I don't know. But then Mel, like, she's like, look, don't worry about me. I'll be dead before dawn. And it was really cool. I loved how the Unsullied created that little box for her to mm-hmm. roll in, like her little Pope mobile, so she could go out yeah. there and light the trench. And she's out, yeah. and I'm with her. She's, like, saying all her high valerian or whatever her spell is. And she's like, oh, shit, eye zombies everywhere. Chompity, chomp, chomp. And even though she knows what's going to happen, she knows her own fate. You know, you see her falter. I love this character so much. I love Melisandre. It was also really cool in the in the music where Ramin Jawadi like sort of mashed up the Unsullied theme 
with the uh, Lord of Light or Melisandre's theme. It was really cool to hear. Oh, so lovely. I was hoping that's what I was hearing. I'm like, am I hearing it right? I don't know all these themes. Yeah. yeah. I need Andre right now. <laughs> so she gets it lit, and we're like, okay, this is a respite. And it seems to calm, calm the ice zombies down. Then they're all like just standing there, like, you know, the road company of mm-hmm. La Miz. Like, all right. Good. <laughs> it made me think there. back to Hard Home. Yeah. Where they, they just like store, sort of stare at you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm just thinking, okay, we're good. But then it just get a break and I get everybody, everybody gets a breath. And then, you know, um, Kimmy, we got Brandon, the gods would again, you have the setup where you had Sam is shaking. And then we, we, the camera picks up with Tyrion and Tyrion's grabbing wine. I'm so with you, Tyrion. I'd be grabbing two flagons of wine too. <laughs> Extra large. And he, he exchanges a look with Bran who's rolling with Alice Karstark and the Ironborn to the Godswood tree. Again, I'm not really quite understanding this strategy either that you're putting Bran in the godswood just because Bran said so and the dude has a drag okay I- i'm gonna, i'm not going to i'm not going to overthink it so that's kind of and you get Theon being your main bodyguard yeah i'm not sure but okay you know what fine it it's it's our story and you know i'm like what is Bran doing so and I know they had this out of order, but when Bran goes, I'm going now, and he wargs, <laughs> what the fuck was Bran doing? I don't know. Yeah. Because by the end of the episode, I was like, wait. What did he <laughs> what do? Was, what was he doing? Because in that moment, he his ravens fly, and we flash back to when he's a kid, and he's in the coma, and he sees the ravens overhead. It's the same uh-huh. shot, right? Yeah. And he's reached, is he reaching out to, is he texting the Night King? There's some type of communication, I think, is going on. Oh, like drawing him into the Godswood? Maybe. Yeah. Like, here hmm. I am, come get me, bitch. Well, I thought I thought that the Night King already just had a sense of where Bran was because he touched him. Right, so. he's got a GPS, he's got the tracker on him, right? There's Yeah. I don't understand the scene, and then, you know, because the ravens are flying around, and I'm like, okay, cool story, bro. Can you warg into a dragon or ghost or part of the undead army or some of the dead people on the ground. I don't know how you work. Did we not put you, do we not have all the instructions? I have and to think. There's a missing Allen wrench on the ground. When we should have liked, I don't know what's going on with him because next thing you know, that translates to the night King instructing telepathically the army to like start laying down on that trench mm-hmm. and creating a bridge over the trench, which, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get through and now we've got world war Z zombie swarm coming up the side <laughs> of the castle. Yeah. And exactly I'm like, thought of. and all of our heroes now they've retreated. They're inside the gates. You know, they've run in line up. Mormont is down there, you know, directing traffic brands, making sure pods good. And we get everybody on the wall and they're all like, what the fuck is this? What, what the, who planned for this shit? So now they're all coming up and they're just battling and battling and battling. And I'm like, this is fucked. And you keep thinking, okay, when is Danny and John going to ride in and save the day? And that is not happening. No. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, there's, uh, you got, as I said, like the, as, as it progressed, there's the sense that there's, they need help from somewhere and it's not going to come. And, and Jesus is not coming. And to take no wheel. It won't ever come. <laughs> right. You know? Right. But I think going back to Bran, it's like, I think it's like he's, he's communicating with the Night King. And I think he's sort of, you know, making it make the the making the Night King overplay his hand. Is he? Mm. 
Possibly. You know, he's trying to because he doesn't know exactly what's going to happen. I mean, I mean, maybe he think it's like you know things could happen, so he's sort of setting things up in a way to get this person to that place to here to there. So he's conducting this. Maybe. Almost. I mean, it's still it's still. I mean, it's not like anything's predestined. Well, he kind of knows some shit though because he he's kno- the one he told. Yeah, but t- even like Melisandre got some shit wrong. So yeah, it's like you gotta, right. you know, it's not like everything's already scripted. Right, I agree with I that. Think. Because I've been, but I think I think that Bran knows some pretty important shit. I think he knows. I love how Leslie Jones calls Theon Theron. He knows. <laughs> I mean, right before Theron dies, he you know he goes, "You're a good dude. Yeah. Thank you." You know, well, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. Then there's this unexpected twist. So you've got. All this shit happening. A giant breaks through the gates of Winterfell, and this time it's a bad giant. The other last time it was one one, uh-huh. and he gave his life. I mean, almost in the exact same spot. I guess it's his brother, his cousin, or you know, he comes through the gates and whacks little Lyanna out of the way, and you're like, well, so much for heroics. I mean, it's also she's like ten, man. What do you want her to do? Yeah. But then this little girl goes and like she saves the carnage from being yeah. even worse in this. I just loved this whole uh, bit. It was, yeah. When she got whacked to the side, I was like, fuck. Right. But then what happens next? It's like, holy motherfucking she's run- shit. He picked it up like a doll. And you could hear like all of her shit popping and squeezing, cracking. Yeah. And she just runs that dagger in his eye. I swear to God, I came 15 feet off the ground. That, that act, <laughs> that actress, I mean, Bella Ramsey, Bella Ramsey, she, uh, just, just like in that position. And it's just facial expressions. You know, and grunts. I was like, fuck, man. You just brought me right there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is just, that is tremendous skill to be um, able to yeah. do that. I'm so glad that they, they just you know? didn't have her just for the one scene and they kept her around. Bella was a joy and, a tr- and she yeah. loved it. She actually yeah. said she enjoyed like being murdered like this. She was like, yeah, my death's going to be cool. And it was, it was probably <laughs> one of the coolest deaths on Game of Thrones that I can remember. Yeah. We've had some grisly ones. We've had some satisfying ones. But this was just like, this was like, and in, in the same episode, we have two of my favorite deaths ever. So that one is like, and again, I'm not slightly out of order, but now we're kind of, we're going into a place that I didn't think that it was going to happen. And so you have Arya, you know, showing off her badass skills to get to see Arya fight. This is the first time we've seen her square up with, you know, Jacken. We've seen her square off with the with the waif, and we've seen yeah. her do a, her um her little battle with Brian in the in the courtyard, which was cool. But we see her like with that new Gendry made uh, spear that breaks into two swords, and you get to see what Maisie Williams can do. She learned to fight left handed, uh, yep. because Arya is left handed in the book, and to see her wield those two things, I was just like, holy yeah. shit, man. So that was cool, but then she gets her head whacked, and now she's not operating on full steam, right? I didn't expect her to go into like the bowels of Winterfell, but it go it goes to hearkening back to everything that Cereo Farrell had taught her. And that's what I was mm-hmm. thinking. It's like, okay, she's back home. It's dark as fuck, but she knows this place by like the back of her hand because she's she's played in these 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 tunnels and and these caverns as a kid. Right. So she knows exactly where she is. She was chasing cats when she heard Varys and um, the other dude talking about stuff. She was taught to be quiet as a mouse and, and all the things that Sirio taught her. Did she not? Did she? And she was blind. She learned how to fight blind. Yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. 
So, you know, and then she knows how to like conduct herself and hold herself and move. And I was just like, this is why, you know, we can get into it a little bit later if you want to. But I don't mind talking about this now. I'm taking all of this stuff that happens. Well, I can we can talk about Azora High later. But all of this stuff that she's doing, I almost immediately, I didn't know what she was going to do. But I knew, like, this is all your training. And I've been saying it for a long time, at least to, to Ian. I'm like, Arya's going through all of this shit for a reason, man. Like, there's, there's not just, it's not accidental that she's protected getting out of Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Which just like thinking of it that way, because I didn't even put any of that together, and it just blows my mind that there was probably since what even before moving down to King's Landing, with you know with uh, in episode what one or two that yeah. there were faceless men already protecting her. And, I think and, so. And guiding how she goes, because she was that way as a child. Yeah. You know, in that first episode with the with the bow and arrow, she was always been. You know, that wanting to be a warrior. Right. And then, you know, when she's in the company of the Hound, I think he's foretold to be um, uh, a Raylor, a Lord of Light follower. So I feel like the Faceless Men were like, okay, we don't have to protect her in this situation because she's with one of ours. Do you know what I mean? I think all of this is lore that's been yeah. foretold. I think there's like everybody talks because again, the Lord of Light, Azora High, is supposed to show up during the Long Night and defeat the Night King. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So this whole little sequence in the library, the Hound freezing up, Beric, you know, Beric is just he's just like Melisandre. These these Lord of Light people, they they be knowing stuff. They sit in church and hear, you know, this is their rapture, you know. Beric's been spared all these many times because he was meant to be in this place at this time. Mel's like, y'all can't kill me because I'm supposed to die in this strange country, Varys. Me and you, we're going to die in this strange country. So all of this stuff is going on. I had no idea it was coming until I sat there with the episode when it was done, and I was like, shit, this is why Beric was the way he was. And then Hound is about to give up. I'm like, I am the Hound in this. I'm like, fuck this. There's no way we're going to win this shit. I would just be hanging on that wall going, I need a drink. I need a cigarette. I'm finna die. Uh, and then Beric's like, we can't beat death. We can't defeat death. And he's like, why don't you tell it to her? And he sees Arya being chased, and then they're in pursuit of, like, Arya, you know, mm-hmm. that's your quarterback. Protect the quarterback. So they go in, like, trying to, like, find her. And I was like, this is fucking genius, man. In the middle of this raging battle, we have this this thing in the library that harkens back all the way to season one, two. Yeah. Insane. And even until that point, I didn't see it coming. I didn't see what she was going to do coming at all. Yeah. Did you guys have any remote idea? Because I'm thinking John's no going to be the one, right? John's yeah. going to kill the Night King. I thought somehow yeah. he was going to make it to the Godswood. Or Theron was going to do it. Or, yeah, what what will die, will die what, what is dead will never die. I thought yeah. he was going to. Yeah. But when he got it, I was like, holy shit. But even Bran told Theon, because Theon, you know, started to apologize. And he's like, everything you did led you to here, where Home. you are, exactly where you're supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like, shit. You know, fuck. 
And every person in, and again, you're worried about, you, I was worried about everybody. It was worried, like, what's going on with Brienne? Is she still alive? Is Jamie still alive? Is Tormund still alive? And then we see, oh, this was the heartbreaker. Out on the battlefield, Sam is like about to shit himself. He probably has shot himself 17 times. I'm also Sam in this too. I'm like, I should not be out here. I'm not made for this. I'm not, I'm not a person who was good in P.E., I like to drink and know things, just like Tyrion. I'm going to get my ass kicked. And then Ed has been, you know, at him the entire time. Like, come on, man. Come on. Get your, get your shit together. And he protects Sam from dying, and then Ed gets killed. I feel really bad for Ed. Ed is going to haunt the shit out of Sam. He's going to find mm-hmm. out where he lives later and haunt his house. There, there, was, there was a meme out there, and it was like, Sam's in trouble. Ed helps. Ed dies. Sam's in trouble. Someone else helps. And then that person dies. Sam's in trouble. John So sneezes him, runs away. <laughs> <laughs> I know better. <laughs> That's right. He's like, can't help you, buddy. We know how this shit works out. And I also found that to be a really funny moment where it was just like John's whole journey to try to get to Bran was almost just hilarious to me. <laughs> Did yeah. you guys find it funny? I mean, like, I was like, what are you going to do facing up with the dragon? Like, what are you going to do, John? What are you going to do? And it's like, okay, you're not at hard home. There's no water between you. And I was just like, this whole, <laughs> it's like if, if Ramin Dawadi had broken into like, da 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 and, and, you know, and he's got that kind of grumpy cat look on his face anyway the entire time. Like, really? Fuck. <laughs> um, but, like, before we get on, start progressing on, can we back all the way up to why is Danny annoyed with John? I know, like, she's got things on her mind. She just saw her blood riders get wiped out. But it seems like she be snipping at him. She's, was she? She, yeah. I, I was watched it like the third time, and it's like, she, yes, she sees her. But she was like, "We're gonna break from the uh, break from the plan." I'm, I gotta go help them. But she's like, "Like, don't touch me," kind of thing. And he's like really concerned about Danny. Like he's their reactions and their emotions in this are almost distracting. Her, her emotions. It's like she's mad at him. Well, I mean, is it? still just her because i mean she just found out the truth about who he is like what 10 20 minutes ago that is true technically that is true. i mean there was there was at one point where they're in like the blizzard on the dragons and i think at some point either danny or john goes for the other thinking it's the night king or something yeah i think that there's a beat in there where i think Rhaegal attacks drogon thinking that yeah. it's the night king right and i don't know if that's meant to steer us in any direction or if that was just pure just like oh like building of suspense thinking that it was Viserion but not really yeah it was interesting they had that mid-air collision because of the storm and you're like yeah. hmm yeah I don't know I'm learning not to read anything into anything because the show's gonna do what the show's gonna do <laughs> but yeah and again you know they're trying to do their best and John's just trying to keep up and you know, they get separated and Danny, now they're kind of, everybody's, it's like every man for himself. Everybody's operating on their own kind of, you know, fuck whatever the plan was. We're just one and a timing this thing. And then when you see, you know, this mid-air battle, the Night King's knocked off of Viserion. 
Viserion gets half of his face chomped off by, what is it, Drogon? I think it's Drogon. Yeah, yeah. Drogon's like kapachonk. And you're just like, okay, now he's on the ground, and this thing that's worked, this this victorious thing that we've seen Danny do in, in several key moments when she says Dracarius, we all go, oh, shit, it's all now. And the fact that he does not get burnt up, I'm like, is that breaking some rules? Oh, no, I think it, that was just like his power has just been dialed to 11. Okay, so he's just gained yeah. power since he went past the wall and he's like super strength. Oh, definitely, yeah. Okay. I think that's that's what it is. Because otherwise he just would have used his weather system and all these like fucking crazy ice zombies and he just would have well, tore that, the that wall down. Si- yeah, that weather system is also that thing. Like we've never seen him do that before. Right. And I don't think that's that happened just because he was around. I think he willed that into yeah. existence. So yeah, to- I think he's gotten that powerful. Yeah. Did anyone get the sense like I felt like like Danny was a uh she was like uh, what was it? Ineffective. Yeah, they both were. Her and John, I mean, they well, were least, not the heroes of the day. Yeah, but at least John was was fighting. I felt like Danny, I mean, first of all, like you know, she you know, they're burning up the thing, okay. And then just it felt like she didn't have a purpose to be out there. I feel like she should have just let her dragon do dragon things. I don't know. Well, at some point, you know, she seems very distracted again. You know, this is a good point. She found out 20 minutes ago that, you know, her nephew is her lover. He's also a Targ. She's not the heir to anything. Who's this fool been? Where's he been? Yeah, I think that might be some sort of way of the show showing that she's not uh, as confident in herself now that she she realizes all of this has kind of been for nothing because she hasn't been the true heir. That compounded with the plan going to shit like five minutes into the battle compounded with everything she learned about john yeah i think she was definitely off her game the but whole she, episode she knows she's the dragon though because i mean the whole thing she did in the the temple with the calls and yeah there's all something that, definitely to her shit i mean I'm, like, i would be she's like probably having she's probably having a fucking you know identity crisis she's having yeah. all this kind of shit go on and then she goes to help, like, and you see that unity at the end where he's like, Bran, she's like, go. You see them mm-hmm. finally, she snapped out of it. And, like, she's yeah. like, yeah, I get it, go. And then, then fucking Drogon gets, like, bum-rushed by all these ice zombies. I was like, why are you, why are you, si- why are you she's sitting with your so dragon distracted. down there? Because nobody knew they were going to do that. And then Rhaegal, I mean, the Drogon's like, <laughs> I love that little chittering when he's like, ah, they're on me. <laughs> get it off, get it off. <laughs> he's flying away. He's like, and I was just like, this they were sucks. Like stabbing the they were shit stabbing out of the him. shit out of him, yeah. And he was getting hurt all over, like yeah. a thousand little cuts, you know, the little paper cuts. You know, and now her ass is on the ground, and you're like, okay. I kind of, I knew Jorah was going to be there. I don't I don't know why. Jorah's like right there, and he is just like slashing, and, and she picks up. This was Amelia's suggestion to Miguel. She's like, I need to do... I want to do my part at least. Yeah, she got to do something. And they had never had her mm-hmm. do action, so she had to like study that and like be the person. And um, but you know, here she is on the ground, you know, shit in her furry robes, and her knights right there, like just going crazy. And now Arya back in the crypts, back in, not the crypts, but okay, let's talk about the crypt for a second. So you yeah, got Sansa that, yeah. and Tyrion and all them. So you got Masande, you got Gilly, you got Little Sam. You got Varys, Tyrion, Sansa, and the the women and the men, men and the old people and the children. 
the it's very much like remember, wasn't there another crip scene with Cersei and Sansa, or am I thinking of another story where they were just no, there was there was another there was the Battle of Blackwater. Yeah, it reminded me of that. Yeah, where they're all sitting there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're chilling, and you know Tyrion's trying to be big badass and being like, if I was up there, I would see something. She's like, no, you would not <laughs> be dead, homie. <laughs> no, you would be dead. We don't know how to do shit. That's why we're in the crypts. You know, and Varys is over there. You know, well, at least we're in a crypt. You know, he's a guy who can adapt really <laughs> easily. He's like, you know, so I'm also various in this situation. I'm all the characters who are like, you know, closer to what I would be doing. Like, with that. But, uh, you know, and you just, when Sansa is sent down there by Arya, because Arya sees this going south quick. What does she give? She gives her a dragon glass dagger. Oh, is that what it is? She goes, I don't know how to yeah. use this. She goes, stick him with a pointy end. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And she sends Sansa below, and when Sansa comes down, they're all like, "Oh, it's that bad." N- nobody, she doesn't even give him a report. Just the look on her face is like, they're like, "Oh fuck, it is fucked up there." Well, I mean, that's that's where Danny should have been because everyone on the above ground knew how to fight. Right. If you don't know how to fight, get. I mean, but Danny's got a fucking dragon. You're thinking, how can she lose? She's got a fucking dragon. She's already lost one dragon. That si- yes, and she's got a dragon that's the size of Balerion and the Dread. Like, her unks, the biggest dragon in the kingdom, and Drogon's the same size. Yeah. So, John, does John's, does Rhaegal die? I think so. I'm under the impression. I don't. Like. Because when they, when they, because he crash lands, and that's the last time we see him, right? It's the last time we see him, and I don't know if Assyrian. I think it would take a lot more than just, like, a crash landing. I think so, too. Really? I don't I thought, feel like. Is, is, like, is Drogon dead because the last time we see him is just him flying off with all those whites on his back no but drogon's fine because he comes back around you know when jorah okay but like but 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 oh, i'm talking oh, about yeah, Rhaegal. Right, i'm talking right. about yeah, judd yeah. we didn't see Rhaegal, and i don't know because wasn't uh wasn't viserion and 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 Rhaegal fighting too they were and he, mm-hmm. he and viserion is clawing his yeah. chest and opening his chest up and and john comes in for a crash landing he gets thrown off of Rhaegal because he gets injured in battle yeah and it's Drogon that comes along, I think, and like sinks his teeth or something into the Syrian, like, get off our brother, dude. I don't know. Hmm. The dragon battles were a little confusing, even watching it the third time, because I couldn't tell the dragons apart. Yeah. Unless Viserion's shooting the the blue fire, I was getting like Drogon and yeah. Rhaegal confused. Yeah. So I don't know if Rhaegal is dead. I feel like he is. So I'm not, we might be down to one dragon. But I was so shocked that, the, that these two are not the ones coming out on top. And it's the slash and burn, die hard, brutal soldiers that are like, they're holding the ground. You know, so our heroes, you still have Tormund and Brienne yeah. and Jamie and Pod and Gendry and Beric. Ed's dead. Sam's just on the ground weeping. Same, Sam, same. And John's making this hilarious, to me, it was hilarious, just trying to get to Bran. Yeah. And Viserion's like, nope, nope. And he's just leaking, you know, dragon fire from the, his head, his neck. You know, he's just all fucked up. And you're just thinking, this is just not, and well, Miguel Sapuchnik says, you know, you have a moment where it's all fucked. Yeah. It's all fucked. And then Arya's getting, you know, beat down on. She's getting chased. I mean, you think she's going to make it out of that room, right? When mm-hmm. she, you yeah. know, and then boom. Yeah, Beric and the Hound had to get and her out of there. everyone just, you know, they just, 
I thought there was like maybe a handful that were wandering around down there. There was like thousands of them down there. Yeah, they were all over the place. And so she, Barrick ends up basically taking the L. Yeah. Just holding up the hallway and getting stabbed multiple times. Like the like in uh, like Brand escaping the cave. Yep. And so all of those little knives are happening. And then the, we get into the great hall where Barrick passes away, and we got the hound. Like he's like, holy fuck! And he's gotten he's picked up Arya physically, yeah. and run her into the great hall. Yeah. And guess who's chilling by the in the corner is Mel. She was like, <laughs> I was waiting for you. I was like, what is going on? I was I loved all these surprises, and going going back to like. Homie, uh, Night King, his big move is he raises his arms and raises the dead. So all of these people who were just got killed now are back alive. Yeah. And you see Ed's eyes turn blue, and you see Lyanna's eyes turn blue, and you're like, no! Yeah. And our soldiers are like, you know, our heroes are like, Dude, and that was that was when kill me now because John was chasing after the Night King as yeah. he was going. Yeah. And then he raises his hands, and then they just surround him, and you're just like. Uh, dude. And then the the thing that I didn't even see coming. I didn't see any of this coming. The the old dead Starks in the crypt come back alive. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, is that Lyanna Stark? <laughs> is that Ned? Is that Caitlin? You know, Probably, did they get these bodies yeah. back? Are you getting attacked by all the Starks? Yeah, oh, I just wow. I just noticed when someone pointed it out that I, I literally don't think any Starks that have died in the show have made it back to the crypts. Because you have Ned's body, who's it, like uh. just thrown overboard at King's Landing. Callan's body thrown into the river. Yeah. Like, I thought they brought uh, Rob bones also back. probably just got thrown into the river. So like none of it, none of them made it back. Huh. Which is kind of like a little sad. <laughs> but even Peter Dinklage was like, you got a guy... Who can raise people from the dead, <laughs> and you put all the women and children <laughs> in a crypt with dead bodies? <laughs> I do love, oh. uh, you know, it's just he has the right of it. But I love that, you know, that he has this little conversation with Sansa. By the way, you know, we should have stayed together, and she's like, it wouldn't have worked out. No, you were the best of them. He goes, wow, terrifying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was the best of all your husbands. And then, you know, she's like, it wouldn't work out between us because, you know, of your dragon queen and your your loyalties. And Masande just snaps down yeah. on this. And she goes, oh, yeah, 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 sure. If it went for her, you'd all be dead. So there'd be no problem at all. I'm like, she has <laughs> her girls back. So, but I was just, it was really, when it's all going to hell, we all have our moments. And you think all hope is lost. When Tyrion takes Sansa's hand and kisses her hand, I'm like, this is a moment we need. We need these kind of like things to these sweet and tender moments. Yeah. I mean, Varys is holding the hand of the little girl. Masande is just like, what's happening to Grey Worm? Grey Worm's above ground going, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Everybody's going, fuck. And, you know, Theron's in the, in the Godswood. He's the last Ironborn standing. He's the last one. I, you know, Night King's just right there. And you've got Arya standing there with Melisandre and the Hound. And then we have this beautiful callback from Mel where she's like, I told you we'd meet again. She goes, I remember you because, yeah, uh, I said we'd meet again. And here we are at the end of the world, right? And this whole thing about um, I told you you would shut many eyes. And she said, yeah, you were right. She goes, green eyes, brown eyes, and blue eyes. 
And what did we say to the God of death? Yeah, that was such a, an awesome moment. Not today. And then Arya just goes bouncing off. Yeah, and I like, am where don't, you going? Where I'm you like, going? what the fuck? It's yeah. all fucked outside. Do you not know? It's just raining <laughs> corpses outside. What yeah. the fuck? Oh, not today. And the hound is me in the situation going, where the fuck are you going? I just, uh, a dude is on the ground right now who yeah. got you into this room, this safe room with a door that's been reinforced, and you're going to bounce out the window? Fine. <laughs> I was just like, not getting this. And then, of course, we get to our, I'm just going to wrap it up, our conclusion where Night King walks right up to Bran after killing uh, Theon. You know, John, just his his whole battle strategy at this point is just to stand up in Viserion's half face and scream yeah, at him. That was like, that, that was such a low moment. Well, it wasn't, it was a low moment, but it was just like, that's all you have left. That's all you just, got. It's just a, you're you know, just talking about if I'm going to go out dying I'm and killed gonna, by yeah. a dragon, I'm just going to scream in its face. I'm not going to cower. That's what Lyanna did with the with the dragon. Yeah. She was just like, oh, with the the giant. She's like, ah, yeah. Ah. I mean, I, I <laughs> and I screamed with them. Yeah. I was just standing there in the hotel room, just screaming. Same. And then you know you're you're at this moment where you're like, what the fuck is going to happen? This is the ep- this is episode three. I know. <laughs> What's and Jorah's out there just slashing and slashing and slashing, and everybody's just slashing and slashing and slashing, and that little wisp of hair blows through, and I'm like, what does that mean? I didn't see it until it happened. Where over the shoulder of the Night King, and we see Arya in the frame, and you're like, what? Yeah, is yeah. happening. And she does the move that she pulled off with Brienne in the courtyard where she does a fake out with the cat's paw dragon, a da- dagger, that Bran gave her in the godswood in the very same places that they're standing in this moment. Yeah. He's got her by the neck. She drops the dagger, catches it in the other hand, Valerian steel, the one that was the, the assassin tried to kill Bran with, yep. and runs it into the place where the children of the forest actually made him into what he is. Therefore, yeah, that was such a full circle circle moment. Oh my god! Yeah, part of me, part of me is just like, damn, I wish I we knew who the Night King really was. But at the same time, it was just kind of like that poetic justice was just like really good. Also, the way he looks at Bran in that in that scene <laughs> in that in that scene where Bran's sitting in the chair and he's yeah. right up. Does Bran lift his arm as well? Does he? I just, I was like, what is? Because I mean, again, like the computer wasn't, I couldn't see it, but it felt like Bran lifted his arm, and then the Night King lifted his arm, and then it was like he's gonna go for his sword, and then the next thing is Arya's coming at him. Maybe and he did. I, I didn't was like, notice what that. Is, what is that? I didn't. I know oh, that I they had a, that. I know that Miguel. When you talk about Vladimir um, Furkick, um, Verdict, who plays the the Night King, he said that. <laughs> His, uh, you know, English is not his first language, but he was saying that Miguel told him, you know, when you walk up to Bran, he's a cake. You're going to him. He's the cake that you want. <laughs> and you walk to him and you look at him like a cake. I'm like, that is a very strange direction. <laughs> so the Night King is looking at him like, mm, delicious. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I'm enjoy this. What the fuck? So, and Bran is looking at him and his, you know, Isaac, uh, Isaac Hempstead's, I don't have glasses <laughs> on. Can't. I'm not really sure what I'm seeing here. But it seems like you're the Night King. And <laughs> you're just like, he he knows. I think he knows that it's going to be Arya. And he knows that it's going to not go down this way. Yeah. You know, you're not going to kill me. And here's the thing. Yeah, we, go ahead. 
sorry, go ahead. I, I feel like I could be horribly wrong about this. I've been wrong about a lot of the theories I've held for many, many years now. But I feel like not knowing who the Night King is and not knowing a lot of these things with just three episodes to go, I don't wonder if the show hasn't made some kind of arrangement with George Martin that he will have something to impart to us in the books. Mm -hmm. He's already given us outcomes in a lot of ways to the show. So it would stand to reason as a writer on the show and as a guy who owes two more books to, to close out this series that we'll get that answer when we read the books. Yeah. I mean, I kind of think of it as, as in, um, like Snoke in the La- in Star Wars: The Last Jedi, mm. like we, he dies, us not knowing anything about him, but it doesn't really matter. And I, I'm feeling that way about the Night King. I'm like, it would have been cool to known, but in the, I guess in the grand story, just really doesn't matter. Like we have such limited time to wrap up the story. Like, right. I feel like I didn't need a origin story or because we know enough. We, you know. Yeah, so. and I feel like they're not going to tell us anymore on the show because they're giving you like Bran goes, he wants to kill uh, the memory of the world. He wants to kill me. He's killed all the other three-eyed yeah. ravens. That's what he wants. That's what he's going to do. Boom. Yeah. I mean, it probably would have helped if... But if, if Bran had sat around and said, okay, all of these people are going to die. Everybody's going to get wiped out. You know, no one's... It's like Doctor Strange yeah. saying, if I tell you, it won't happen. Yeah. So if he tells these people their fates, they may have acted otherwise and not put themselves in harm's yeah, totally. way. You know, mm-hmm. so I feel like there was that Doctor Strange kind of element to this that I was like, oh, shit, okay. So Bran, I don't think, ever had any real fear for this moment. It was just knowing he's filled with the dread of knowing how much this is going to cost. You know, how many people we're going to lose. Thousands of people are going to die on this day in this long night. And he knows that the death's going to belong to Arya. And I don't think he's, like, hugging her and giving her high fives after it's over or even a thank you. He gives Theon a thank you. Uh, but I feel like we know something serious is coming for Arya. I I loved that they gave her the moment, and then I was like, "Oh fuck, Arya's gonna die!" <laughs> Immediately yeah. after this, I, I'm wondering, like that thing you brought up about Bran knowing all of this. I wonder if that's why, as a three-eyed raven, you kind of just become less human. Yeah, because if you're devoid of that emotion, you can't feel the pressure and stress of looking someone in the eye, knowing that they're going to die, and not being able to tell them. Yeah. Because Bran like, Stark would be like, no, I got to tell you, I got to warn you. Yeah. The three-eyed wa- raven is like, it yeah. is what it is. You yeah. Know? So here's my question. Now that the Night King's dead, is winter still coming? I think is we've defeated winter. I think we've defeated winter, have we? I mean, here's the thing I don't know. We ended this whole thing. Well, then we'll get to this part. So the very end, and I thought, what a genius way to end this episode. I loved it. Melisandre, she's done her stuff. She's shown up. She's lit the uh, rocks on fire. She's lit the trench. She's waited for Sansa in the great room. She's reminded her of her prophecy and her path with the faceless men. You know, and they said no one could kill the Night King. No one did. Love all that little, you know, touch of that. Mm -hmm. Um, All of these, you know, circle backs. And then she, you know, she walks right past Davos. He's, He's following her out to the clearing. And it's dawn is breaking. She checks off her choker and yeah. she fades away to ash. And I'm like, everybody had a reason. Oh, I'm totally skipping past Jorah's death. I think it's because I don't want to face it. Yeah, that would be tough. 
Jorah dying, I was crying like a baby. I was a blubbering mess every single time I saw Jorah die. This great knight who's literally given his entire existence to serving Danny, a woman he loves, a woman who was ready to die for at any moment, and finally when he lays down that life. This mm-hmm. moment between Amelia and Ian was just... It was perfect, and it broke my heart, and it made me cry and scream and snot all over the living room floor. Um, but what a beautiful way for them to send Sir Jorah out, you know, protect, protecting his queen and his love. Oh, yeah, that was that was that was hard. Sort of like spent. I mean, like after Endgame and then this, <laughs> I was like, I just need to be. I think I texted you guys. I need to be hospitalized. <laughs> it's like no water left in my body. <laughs> and I was standing the entire time rocking back and forth <laughs> in the doing. living room, just like going. <laughs> <laughs> so when Melisandre goes out into the dawn and like fades into dust, it greatly moved me. Because oh, yeah. everybody had served their purpose. Everybody was in their place on that day to give their life. And if you're Bran and you know this. It, it's probably really good that you're the three-eyed raven and not a human being because that mm-hmm. would destroy you. You know? Totally. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with these characters. I... I, <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> is Arya Azor high? You know, is that... Does it matter that she is or she isn't? I know a lot of people I mean, are tripping on that, so. I don't know why people are having such a hard time. Uh, but, well, can you can you explain? Because I know they, they touched a little bit on in the Azora High thing on the show. But, like, in the books, it's the prince that was promised yeah. to defeat Winter. Okay, or... so it's a, it's a savior. So, in the religion of Raelor, which is the Lord of Light, mm-hmm. um... Azor Ahai is the reincarnation. Um, the one who was promised is the reincarnation of Azor Ahai. And they're destined to lead the people against a darkness by wielding a flaming sword called Lightbringer. Mm-hmm. And they totally switched it up on the show. The flaming swords belong to, you know, Beric. Yeah. The Oroks were on fire. Again, these are all Raylar followers related things. Um, and then Arya's, you know, weapon of choice is this cat's paw dagger that was brought into this whole world, our, our recent world, by Littlefinger. We don't know where Littlefinger got it. Yeah. Um, maybe in a game of dice, he says. I don't know where that sword comes from. But we know when Sam is in the Citadel and he's looking at models on which to build, you know, these dragonglass daggers... And he's doing some research or just sort of comes mm-hmm. in front of him. There's a picture of that literal uh, dagger in his book. Yeah. yeah. So where does this sword come from? It's Valerian steel. Does it have a dragon glass handle? What's up with that dagger? There's something to this dagger. And again, they just totally just circled around and stepped around this whole Lightbringer sword and focused on this cat's paw dagger. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're changing the rules around as they go. They're making up their will as they go. Maybe they'll unfold the that twist 
somewhere in the next. I think it has something to do with Arya's fate, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I feel like she is our version of uh, Azora High. For all intents and purposes, she led the people. You know, she she came from out of nowhere. You know, I don't think maybe what Bran did was hide her from the Night King. Maybe he, with all of his power, cast a shadow over the Night King's telepathy between the two of them so he wouldn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. You know, I mean, it, I don't I don't think it's pure coincidence that as soon as the, the Night King is killed, that's when, when Dawn begins to rise. Right. And maybe maybe point. they'll pull like another one by the time we end the show. Maybe the Night King isn't the ultimate darkness yeah, I don't that think we're it thinking of. So yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll we'll have to see how everything pans out in these last remaining episodes. I'm so intrigued by the fact that yeah. the next episode is Cersei. By the way, sister got a new wardrobe. Oh. And um <laughs> I'm just like, what's coming with this? But how is that army no matter how large it is with, you know, gold cloaks and whatever Golden Company. Golden Company. More formidable than the dead army that they just defeated. Well, I mean, barely. Look, if 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 we still had the Dothraki and the Unsullied, uh, there'd be no problem. But we don't have the Dothraki anymore. Yeah. We don't have the Unsullied. No. You know, we have like maybe a handful of soldiers and our heroes anymore. And the Ironborn. Who the fuck do we have? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a in a way, the Whites and the White Walkers fight in a way that is just sheer brute brutality not necessarily worrying about oneself but once you have a force that is both competent defensively as they are offensively then that might present a sort of different threat so i mean because like i think like the insulin and dothraki against the golden company wouldn't be a big problem but because we've lost so many of them yeah then it's just like it's you just, know yeah. now we're matched up because the golden company is only because I was I was like this is interesting the golden company is what twenty five thousand men and now mm-hmm. they outnumber the army of the army of that the we north. have coming yeah. from the north so you know yeah Cersei might end up winning this whole not the throne she might be winning this whole game as it stands and they and they they have us on our back foot about this now. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I she don't, said, let the monsters kill the monsters. Yeah, I don't know where it goes from here. I can easily see her winning the battle but losing her life. Yeah. That seems like a very Game of Thrones thing to do. It feels like that's where we're going because all of these surprises and all of these things have not stayed to form. I mean, I've been following fan theories for years now, and they've just they've mm-hmm. said, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. That doesn't matter. Yeah. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. And I'm just like, okay. So I, I, did, I couldn't even begin to guess. I do feel like Cersei doesn't come out of this alive. But who are we going to lose along the way? And the yeah. show is not like... It doesn't do this thing where it just kills people for no fucking reason. Jesus. Yeah. Rick. <laughs> All these random people. Um, just for It's just, just to be you know, ballsy and edgy. It's got a story to tell, so I just I can't wait. I'm, like, I'm Now I'm even more anxious. We got the Battle of Winterfell out of the way. You know? And the show's like, we're not trying to tell you about big battles. This is not what we are. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, this is a show that freaked everybody out at the end of what? Season one or, or in the beginning of season two where they killed Ned? 
And people were like, what? What just happened? And then the red wedding happens. And like, I'm sorry, what just happened? And then we get to the purple wedding. It's like, okay, that was satisfying. But what's going on now? Like, this show is never once played into anybody's expectations. I wonder right. I wonder if we're going to start seeing, um, like, the other kingdoms. Like, we know it's no longer the seven kingdoms. No. But there's still people in the other places. And there's they haven't decimated their armies, even though they, decim- they destroyed their... The royalty. Well, I, I wonder if yeah. they're going to join together with the North. I wonder after hearing that the North defeated the dead, that everyone else is going to be like, oh, either like out of join them out of admiration or just join them out of pure fear. Because, I mean, if, if they can defeat the army of the dead, then everyone else should be no problem. Maybe. Unless we're talking about the Golden Company. Or they're just going to be like, hey, you know. Yeah, the North defeated the dead, thanks for all that, but now there's 15 of them, so fuck the North. We're just going to join up with Cersei. She's got people. That too, yeah. Yeah, could go either way, honestly. I mean, her base, you know how they are in Flea Bottom. Whomever's, like, serving the steak, they might be cool with that. I don't know. Um, But we also have everyone in the Iron Islands as well still. We do have well, Yara, Yara and her what, yeah. three yeah. ships. Yeah. So. Because the rest of the Ironborn are with, uh, what's his name? And she went there to have a place for them to go in case the, the Night King came for them because she's surrounded by water, but now that doesn't matter anymore. No. But you do have yeah. to have ships to roll up, and I guess Euron. He's got them ships. I don't. I just don't know, and I and I just love that I don't know. Yeah. I love this show that it's just completely, just stepped past any of my expectations and just. It's, Do you feel I more anxious it. now? Yeah. Before before we. Yeah, saw I was Battle all tooled up about Winterfell, and now I'm like, fuck, really? What, what else? Yeah, yeah. What else should I be afraid of? What yeah. the fuck? And now I'm afraid <laughs> for Arya so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I really. I wasn't let. I wasn't ready to let Ed go. That got me. Jorah tore me up. Yeah. Uh, Beric Dondarrion. I was so surprised at how that wrecked me. And then I was like, is Rhaegal dead too? Like, I'm just like, I'm not ready for all of this shit. And the, I guess I'm less concerned about Danny and John at this point. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of like, I don't know. Well, there's, I mean, you know, there's, there's more at stake than just. You titles know, yeah wanting to sit on the iron throne and rule the seven kingdoms and i think yeah it's Danny it's what john to, said it doesn't matter right now yeah the titles don't matter she needs to you know adjust her uh her, her short-term goals yeah and so now they're that most of their forces are completely decimated i don't even know if i mean i'm sure jamie told them that cersei planned to bring the golden company to king's landing oh yeah I mean, so he's they got her at battle least know strategy. about that threat. So now yeah. they've got to figure out how to beat that. Now I just know in the preview, like Danny's standing up there, like yeah, and she's still giving p- speeches, and I'm like, I'm sorry, why are you still giving speeches? You were squealing like a pig out on the fucking battlefield, yeah. you know, shitting in your, you know, you were your small clothes out in the field there, right? You know, so now you're giving speeches, and you're want- can't these people just like, like I said, roll off to to North and hang out with like Masande's people? Well, that's what I'm saying. This this secret doesn't feel like like this this true identity of John. I feel like is not going to be a widely known thing, even mm-hmm. after next week. I feel I like see. Daenerys is so worried about the stability of Westeros and her claim to the throne that 
she tells John, look, if this happens, then there's, if we stand divided, then there's no way we're going to beat Cersei. Right. So it's the, the timing of, of when everyone figures this out. That is going to be interesting. So I might just be, but I feel like, I feel like certain people are, I, I feel like Tyrion already knows. I feel like Varys already knows. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think they do yeah. know. I think they do know. So, at, at least, so they're probably going to be like, why is she, are we not telling what's going on? Like, yeah. But then, I mean, are the, the people from the North are going to be like, well, we don't want to follow it. He is half Stark, but are they, is that Targaryen side going to turn them off and be like, you know, we want a true. Yeah, that is the I question. Don't think, I that think everybody the got their, uh, got recalibrated after Winterfell. Yeah. After I don't this think battle. it really matters I feel like I, I feel like that unified a lot of people. Yeah. I feel like that brought us together. I mean, nothing like just, you know, rivers of death will like bring some people yeah. together where you're like, okay, let's just have some ale and be like friends now. Well, it's, here was yeah. here's the conventional thing that they could have done, where they had John defeat the Night King, have everyone find out that he's actually the heir, and him being a Targaryen means nothing because he's the one that killed the Night King. But because he doesn't have that, I'm still wondering how just how people are going to react. Yeah, to it. it still could be like you're right. It might be it might be a poison well for them still, despite yeah. you see how the Northerners are like they still like be beefing. You know, if you're going out like, you know, lying a Mormon on a bare island, does this mean that is the Mormons all dead? Is the Mormons that- are good. I mean, like, yeah. like, that's the thing. It's like the house. Well, there weren't a lot of warriors up there at Bear Island anyway. Yeah. But 36 men. Like in Sunspear, there's there's armies there. Yeah. Um, the Tyrells, I think they did capture that army. Yeah. But then we have, you know, the Reeds and then we have other places. What about, uh, well, well, the the Tarleys are gone too. The Reeds are not on the map no. for us. I mean, we know that the Reeds exist. We know they're over there in the. I have a feeling they're going to bring. They're going to bring that. Think that's going to happen somehow. Somehow, I, mean, I hope it's something you know, like that. You don't have I'm what's her name squeal. just walk off like that. Mira's like Mira's just like that's all you. Say, that's the last line she says is like that's all you say is thank you or something like that. But like, we can at least agree that all of these players who were on the board, all these great houses have been decimated, if not wiped out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, they were down yeah. to a handful of people. So, you know, the Lannister army combined with the Ironborn fleet, combined with the Golden Company, I mean, they're the strongest army standing on the planet right now, on this world. And when they see, when they see Jaime... And Tyrion on the other side, do you think that causes a split in the army? Like people are loyal to and they don't want to be around Cersei. I don't think those guys are that popular. I don't feel like people are down with Jamie. Jamie was arrogant and there's the incest factor. And then Tyrion wasn't very well liked because he killed their king. Yeah. I mean, the difference now is even if Cersei does die, that doesn't quench the threat that is the Golden Company. That's right. They're not going to burst into ice like all the White Walkers did when the Night King died. That's right. So even if we do, did kill Cersei, that completely just takes away um, the possibility of her telling the Golden Company to retreat. Yeah. You know? So it's it really is just like... <laughs> it like could go anywhere at this point. It could go anywhere at this yeah. point. I mean, and like, I if, love that. If they kill her, I yeah. mean, did they get paid already? I mean, well, is it like we get paid on? I don't know if delivery? she already. I don't know if she already got the money from the Iron Bank. Uh, Iron Bank is invested in this, and guess where the Iron Bank is? They're out of Bravos. Watch, watch it just be. It come down. It's going to come down to that. I mean, well, I mean, would they have sailed here, all the way over you know. to King's Landing if they weren't paid yet? 
Yeah. See, I think mm. you have to pay those dudes in advance. Yeah. Maybe so. I think it's being controlled it, by the golden. Well, because I know, like the Golden bank. Company, they they fight to survive to get paid. So do they oh. have to fight first to get paid? I don't or? really know how their payment structure is. Yeah. You get half up yeah. front and half if you make it, if you win the war. I mean, I don't know how the sell swords work. That probably could have been an article that I should have written. What yeah. if the, I mean, what if like that whole, you know, feudal caste system that is in Westeros, just this is the end of it and it becomes like Bravos where people, yeah. it's well, just I mean, about commerce. I've been saying that for a long time that I feel like who's going to end up on the throne. I think the throne's going to be dismantled and it's going to be Varys who ends up kind of inheriting this world, and Varys is going to be like, we're not having thrones, we're going to be a for-the-people kind of guy. We're going to have free and fair elections. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to see that it's going to be something like that, yeah. where the people in the flea bottom are like, you know, getting a, a say, going to get rid of the electoral college, everybody's going to get the popular vote. Raise the minimum wage. Right. Healthcare for all. <laughs> An ox for free every Free college. Cart. Yes. <laughs> also, here's my question. Where is Braun no in pox. all of this? Yeah, well, see, Braun is out there with the crossbow. You know, so that's interesting. Is he going to actually do what Cersei's told him to do, which is kill Tyrion and Jaime? So he's a wild card out there. You know, he's been the one who almost took down Drogon with a, you know, the bolt. Speaking of swords, real quick, somebody pointed this out, and I didn't realize it until after the fact, going back to the Battle of Winterfell, that Ned Stark's sword, which um, Tywin Lannister melted down and turned into Oath Keeper and Widow's Whale. Those two swords being wielded by uh, Sir Brienne and uh, Jamie yep. were fighting back to back in that war. That was like one of those that's moments where I was like, too. that's awesome. I thought I thought they there was no more Valerian steel because no one knew the art of they're old, and I don't think those. I don't so think how do you all of these swords are well. They, if you mm-hmm. have you have the steel to begin with, then you can re- then you yeah. can make it into something else. But so you have those two swords, and then you have the Tarly sword, which is what um, Jorah wielded. Yeah. yeah, and there's power behind these swords. So I wonder who's going to be using that sword next. I don't know. Don't lose the sword, Danny. Danny, pick it up. Don't leave it there. Work out with that girl. Work out with that. So I, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but there's just a, there's yeah, that, a lot of things that, that, yeah. Yeah, Danny learning how to wield a sword could be interesting. That could be I fun. I mean, because she's, she's down another dragon, or so we think, you know. See, that's what I was like. When they were fighting there, you know, her and Sir Jorah, I was just like, why didn't you take fighting training in other episodes? Why is, why, you know? I mean, when but you, when you're like, literally fireproof and you can, like, command dragons, you don't really need yeah, to. It's her hubris. Yeah, it is her hubris, I guess. Yeah. Because, I mean, like I said, she already lost one. Because John knows how to fight. Yeah. John knows how to ride dragons. He found out in, like, an afternoon. He, like, he learned how to drive, uh, drive a dragon in two minutes. Yeah. Like, oh, right stick, left stick, right stick, left stick, <laughs> and dive, he And he fly. fucking, he, he, uh, he unseated the Night King. Yeah, he did. You know? He was a battle strategist. Yeah. He was really good. So, I don't know. Danny's got an upper game. I know that 55 nights, I, before I said on the podcast that it, it was 11 nights of shooting this. I don't know where the fuck I got that from, but I was corrected by a friend. It was like 55 night shoots. 55 straight night shoots. Yeah, I think straight. I might have said 11 nights too at some point. So. Um, yeah, yeah, I was I was running off of some bad information, but 55 straight nights. Rain, sleet, snow, freezing cold. That's two months. Yeah, of just continual, of and everybody, you know... They talked about, will we do it again? Probably not. But 
man, did it pay off. This show really worked really hard to bring this amazing um, visuals to us. I loved the fighting over the God's wood. We'd look up into the sky and you'd say, first you saw the ice storm come in. The weather yeah. that he dropped. And you could see that from the Hartswood tree the, uh, is there. And the weirwood tree. And you see that. And then you see the dragons battling in the sky above Bran. I'm like, every shot in this episode of The Long Night was just, it was gorgeous. It was a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, and also... And the dragons look great because it was dark. It was... It was yeah. <laughs> they looked awesome. We don't have to spend no. all that money. Um, <laughs> remember like when the dragon pit, when she flew away, like yeah. the, not the, the first dragon the, scene, yeah, yeah. we were like, oh, they ain't got no budget to fix these edges. Um, <laughs> uh, did anybody, did I, I missed this this entire time. I'm not a big, uh, aficionado of the layout of Winterfell. I, I don't study things like this. Uh, I should being such a fan of the show, but I didn't realize that the tower and the godswood are right next to each other. I didn't, I didn't notice that. There's a shot, because the show is telling you this is our goal, is the Heartswood, the Godswood uh, tree area where Bran's going to be. But right next to it is the broken tower where Jamie pushed Bran out of the window. So I didn't realize that they were that close to each other, that it overlooked the Godswood tree. Hmm. Mm. I mean, I know that for this season they had to greatly expand... Winterfell as yeah. a set, yeah. um, even digitally. So, yeah. But I don't know. so you guys didn't know that before either, right? It didn't register no. with you that it was right next to each other. Okay. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't even register. Didn't oh, uh, before before we wrap up, I completely forgot to mention. But all of the the music leading up to uh, the whole Night King thing with him and Bran, for some reason, I just had this this. I've seen like this crack theory on on YouTube that like is Cersei the Night King. And then when that music started playing with, like, the piano, and it was, like, structured so similarly to The Light of Seven, I'm like, wait, <laughs> we're not, right. and we weren't, but I was like, wait, are we? No, we're not. Are we? No, we're not. It's like, interesting, because I was listening to that after you said that, and I listened to the Night King thing that it popped yeah. up on, like, one of my feeds, and I started listening to it. I was like... At some point, the chord progressions were so similar. They weren't uh -huh. exact, but they were so similar. I'm like, this is interesting yeah it was yes huh. it was so i don't know i can't wait i just again i'm not going on reddit i'm not going to my usual channels and places where people theorize i'm just enjoying being here along for the ride and just letting it happen now it's like it's so close to the end it's going to be what it's going to be i think we're going to get a lot of the backstory and information from the books so that's another reason to yeah. keep reading those i was always going to read them anyway yeah even if it repeats what's on the show. Uh, I love the way George Martin writes. I love these stories. It belongs to him. I am going to go back. But now it's like, oh, we get to know maybe some reasons. Maybe maybe they maybe they lose the batter of Winterfell in the books. No, that would <laughs> suck. Um, so I don't know. I do not know. The music was incredible. The shots were incredible. Um, we know Ghost survives. Everybody was concerned about Ghost. Oh, that's good. He lived through that because he's in the preview. He's like sort of standing in the back. So Ghost kind of does what he wants. So I don't know. I wonder if Nymeria is going to show up. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to have time for all of these things, but 
Wouldn't that be cool? The yeah, unexpected. I think, I think they will because I think the fans want to see that. That's true, but the well, show doesn't play into our expectations, so they yeah, give us a lot also, of stuff. But they're though. they're so tied to the Stark kids. That's you true. Know, so it's, yeah, it's part of the it's part of the Nymeria had to go away so she could come back. Yeah. I like mean, Arya had to go away so she could come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they brought her back the one time and then she went away. Well, we know something's gonna go down with the mountain. Uh, one thing that the hound said to his brother, he goes, Oh yeah, I already saw what's gonna go on with you. And, and I got the feeling that now that Hound has is joined, you know, the Raylar gang, that he's been told about prophecy. He's been told stuff like, you know, protect Arya at all costs. And the Lord of Light says, because, you know, Beric was about to go, well, the Lord of Light says, and that's when Arya goes, I'm not going to sit here and spend my last nights, my final hours, you two miserable shits. But, so I, no but I think the Hound found, was told stuff about the future. Yeah. By Mel and by Barrick and by others, or he saw and it the in the flames mem- himself. The, yeah, he, saw it. he saw something. He saw something in the flames, and I feel like he's just—he's also kind of like, well, also fuck this. Like he's a new convert, yeah. so it's like whatever. So he's, but I think he's seen something about his brother in the flames, about what's mm-hmm. going to happen to to um to his bro. So something's coming. There's things that the the show has not wasted uh, these moments. So I don't know. Um, thank you guys for listening. Our numbers have been crazy. You guys are downloading the Game of Thrones episodes and all the other episodes. Appreciate you guys listening. Thanks to to coming to the podcast. Uh, I know you're already listening to it on whatever device, but when you tell your friends where that can they find it, you can find it on iTunes. Sure, tune in if you have that. Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, all else fails, or if you just want to go straight to our mobile app, we're AshlynPodcast.com. We got a little mobile thing there. It's not fancy. I mean, I, I made it on Wix. Oh, please sponsor us. Uh, so just go there and, uh, and tap on uh, the podcast uh, tab and listen to any one of them that you want to. Well, all of them are amazing. Uh, and you can rate us on iTunes if you want. Please be kind. Don't give us like a two-star rating. Come on. Just, Don't be know. a Becky. Yeah, stop it. Uh, also follow us on Twitter, and Facebook, and Instagram, Ashland Podcast. And we'll follow you back. I want to talk about the the loss we had this week. We lost a legend. We lost him unexpectedly. Um, Really thinking about the family of John Singleton today. Uh, The filmmaking community, the community in general, has lost um, a legend hero, a man who changed the game. So Godspeed and all peace and love to John Singleton. Gone too soon at age 51. So, uh, yes. Um, thank you, sir, for all that you did. You guys have a wonderful week. We'll see you back next week with the next episode of Game of Thrones. We're also going to be coming to you this weekend uh, with our coverage of Endgame. Uh, we just got to go clock it one more time and yep. um, go and see what's happening with that. And do yourself a favor. Stay off of social media and, and stop listening to critics because they're just going to ruin your good time. And enjoy what you enjoy the way you enjoy it. Because the night is dark and full of assholes. Uh, Just know (laughs) that we be loving you, and we will see you soon. Huzzah. Bye, guys. Bye. Game of Thrones.